0: Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring. Hey, you to get bored by
1: baseball. Hey, okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. still have pro men run around tight
0: pants.
2: It's Smokey betts. This is Daniel Barr. Steve Aoki. There's Saltalamacchia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to
1: Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Baseball is not boring, particularly when you're talking about the WBC and all that comes with it. I mean, Let's be honest. This is one of the things, every time it comes around, we get hyped. We get hyped watching it. We criticize it before, we criticize it after, but during, we love it. We love it, and that's what we're doing right now. So that's why I want to have this podcast. That's why I want to have this conversation, because now we're watching the WBC. We're watching the enthusiasm. We're watching all the passion inside the parks, outside the parks, in the dugout, outside the dugout, all of it. So my question is this, is this the year, is this the time that it translates into maybe a little bit of this this enthusiasm, this willingness to express themselves, does it translate to Major League Baseball season, the regular season? That's what I want to know. Maybe this is a springboard more than any other WBC. You know, I asked that question of Yadier Molina, who is managing Team Puerto Rico, and I just, you know, this is what I want to know. This guy knows what's what when it comes to international play and being a Major League Baseball player. This is what he had to say.
2: I mean, right now, the game has changed. I mean, right now, the game is should be fun. I mean, you see guys like Acuna. See all the guys that, that hit a homer and do all, all the stuff. That back, in, back in the time, you couldn't do it. But right now... Uh, it's okay to do. I mean, it's about to have fun, to enjoy the game. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. All right, well, another
1: guy that I knew that would have a great perspective of this because he is a guy, if you look at Major League Baseball, is screaming from the mountaintops in terms of players being themselves more and more and more and more, and that's Marcus Stroman. Marcus Stroman is pitching the WBC once again this year, this time for Team Puerto Rico. And he was really, really interesting to sit down with just for about five minutes, but still, like, offered great perspective of a conversation which I think we, we've been having a lot lately. We obviously had it earlier this week on the podcast with Jazz Chisholm with Trevor Story, but are players now willing to show their personality a little bit more? That's what we want to know. And is MLB willing to allow these players to show their personality? All right, well. I wanted to get to the bottom of it from the player's perspective, from a unique player's perspective. So that's what I did. I sat down with Marcus Throwman for, for a little bit. So here's, here's Marcus. So you're going to like All that. right. An example of baseball not being boring is sitting right here. Um, so, Marcus, tell me, first of all, this is what we ask everybody. Mm-hmm. No wrong answers. Why isn't baseball boring?
0: <laughs> um... I mean, I think, especially nowadays, baseball is becoming very young and very fun. I think uh, a lot of the young guys are starting to show their personalities, which kind of exhibit on field um, their on-field persona. Some guys like to wear chains and celebrate. Some guys like to be quiet. It's just, it's just a, a, a very unique game to an individual. So I've always been a proponent of baseball being fun. I've always been one to show my emotion enjoy the game as much as possible. We work so hard behind closed doors. It's like when we get out there, you just want to have fun and, and let it show. So do you think that even in the last
1: year, so a year ago we're sitting here, right, lockout, oh, my goodness, baseball's dead. It's never going to survive. We all knew that it probably wasn't the case. But even from a year ago, do you think there's more of an acceptance because of we understood that it was so important, more important than ever to
0: do this? Yeah, yeah, I think you're starting to see the game kind of turn, and I think you're starting to even see the – the old-school traditional players start to be okay with with the young guys having fun and, and letting their talent show, which I think is how it should be. I came up in an era where you kind of had to be quiet yeah. until, until you were established. You know, I, I kind of tiptoed around the clubhouse for two or three years until I felt like I was a guy. So nowadays you have guys coming up, and I think it's important because it allows the individual to be their best self. If you tell a guy that they can't have fun or they can't be who they really are, now you're not getting the best version of that individual each and every day so you have to be yourself each and every day not only on baseball but in life and I think that's a big proponent of it do you tell the young guys that because like you said one of the mm-hmm. challenges
1: even I mean five years ago ten years ago certainly yeah. was hey rookie go sit in the corner yeah. you earn
0: your stripes you but are you I'm the opposite I don't I'm, I don't care like, a rookie comes up I treat him as if he's been there forever I want him to feel comfortable. I want him to feel like he can go out and perform without feeling like anyone's going to be behind his back saying, oh, you shouldn't be doing this or that. So, like I said, I'm all for the young guy coming up, celebrating, really being himself, because now you're going to see the best version of him. If you tell that same guy, hey, you need to tone it down, now you're probably going to get a very watered-down version. And of you've
1: probably video. seen that, right? Guys yeah. Like
0: walking on eggshells and say, like, hey, look, like, dude, like it's okay. All the time. Yeah. I mean, I was that individual. At one point, early in my career, I just remember every everybody always critiquing every little thing—the arm sleeve, the the, the socks. Yeah. Why are you wearing this? Why are you wearing chains? Why do you have tattoos? Like a bunch of things that don't matter. So, like I said, I'm I'm all for the game going where it's it was, going.
1: It was that. I
0: mean, you don't have to name names. Was that mm-hmm. veterans saying, "Hey, listen, tone it down"? Some veterans, yeah. some higher ups in in the organizations. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it was. But uh, it, it's ha- I'm I'm happy that it's kind of starting to take a turn from from that angle. You know,
1: one of the things that we just did, our a podcast earlier in the week with Trevor Story and Jazz Chisholm, that's talking about shoes. Mm-hmm. Is it's, it, I said it was crazy, it wasn't that long ago, and David Price was actually the one that told me this, yeah. that was, it wasn't too long ago they said you can only have a couple
0: collars. It's still, yeah, they're still pretty, I know they've loosened it up a, a, yeah. a good amount now, but they'll, MLB will fine you for whatever, I get fines for the What could you possibly book. get fined for? I get fined for the color of my gloves. Sometimes how I wear my pants, the color of my shoes, for putting "HDM Matrix" in my slogan on my glove. MLB is kind of crazy when it comes to they just kind of pick and choose whoever they want to hand down these these violations to. So, like I said, it should be open. Everybody's out there. You got Harper wearing green cleats. You got Acuna wearing yellow. Like everyone's everyone's gonna wear whatever they want yeah. to. I just don't think you could discipline anymore. So now we're
1: the, we're sitting
0: here at the WBC, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is. This is what this is all
1: about. And in in, in in previous WBcs, we're like, can it be more like this? And then the season would start, and like, oh well, okay, don't you dare jump over the rail and celebrate a home run. Yeah. But do you think that like this maybe, and maybe I'm being too idealistic with this, but can you think that this WBC is going to help this what we're talking about even more?
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think especially um, you got you got a bunch of players playing for their countries, and they're very prideful in that. And a lot of these cultures, it's it's very synonymous with baseball to, to show your passion and to, to be exciting and to be flair and to have flair and to have swag. So that's why I'm so excited to play for Puerto Rico. You know what I mean? That's part of my heritage. That's part of my culture. That's why I am who I am. That's part of the flair and the swag that comes out on the field is because of my mom and her upbringing and my blood that comes from her. And to go out here and play with guys like Lindor, Baez, Diaz, like these are all guys that are uber confident and it just it shows in the way they walk it shows in the way they talk and it shows in the way they play the game so um i think i think those guys are i think everybody looks up to lindor the biases and i would hope that everyone look up to me and the pitcher side as well because those are all we're all individuals who no matter what we're going to be ourselves um at the end of the day have you felt it even being around
1: this team more
0: than like maybe you have
1: ever been around any team yeah for sure yeah for sure Sure. Hey, man, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. All right. Well, you know, listen, it was good good catching up with Marcus and hearing what he had to say. I think he offers a, a pointed perspective of this. So another guy that comes from a little bit different angle is Mike Lowell. Mike Lowell, former Marlin, former Red Sox. So Mike Lowell, everybody, when you talk about Mike Lowell, everyone said that that's the guy who knows how to play the game of baseball. That guy played the game right. All right. And he also now is helping coach his son's team, his 18-year-old son, senior in high school, his team. So where do we stand compared to where we stood when Mike Lowell was playing? He, he, there is nobody better. There is nobody better when it comes to articulating thoughts, perspective, than Mike Lowell. There's, no, there's just no one better. I can tell you right now. I, yes, I did a book with him. But I can tell you that I haven't come across a player or former player where you sit down, you ask a question, and he's going to give you an articulate answer. So the, the questions that I had were along the same lines as the questions I had with Marcus. And that's, you know, is this going to translate? Where do we stand in the willingness of baseball to let players be themselves? And what's the, what's the, the payoff and what's the, the downfall of it all? Like that, these are the things that we have to think about. And like I said, you know, Mike also has a son, and so I think that he's looking at it through his eyes. This isn't just the you know the retired former baseball player Mike Lowell. This is Mike Lowell, assistant coach for a high school baseball team, and father of eighteen-year-old baseball-playing son. So, I think it's great perspective. But listen. Thanks to everybody who's sitting down and talking. It's been a lot of fun. This is a great conversation. I want everyone to subscribe, rate, review, listen, all of it. We're going to keep them coming. But here you go. So after some good stuff from Marcus Stroman, here
2: you Mike Lowell. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I... Uh... I look over at my dad and I I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.
1: One of the finest co-authors in the history of the planet,
2: Mike Lowell. Um, Mike, how are you? I'm wonderful, Rob. By the way, everyone, Rob just ran upstairs, came back in two minutes, and is breathing hard for, it's probably going to be for the next 15. The last time I did that, I actually was raising money for uh,
1: for marathon training, but... Which I thank you for contributing to that. Okay, no,
2: <laughs> no problem. I just don't want your heart attack to happen now.
1: But much like then, you you're doing this out of pity. Much like you gave the money for the marathon, <laughs> you did out of pity. Anyway, so the topic of today is players showing personality, and we talked to Marcus Roman about this, and he, you know, seeing the WBC even before this year, it was. Okay, that looks like fun, but then the season started and like, eh, like where did it go? You you played when the WBC was kicking off and throughout the. Am I wrong about that? Was there that that sense that oh, the WBC is something else, and then we, now we have to keep the, sort of the rules the same in MLB?
2: Yeah, I think it felt that way a little bit. I think it it actually shifts because winter ball. The guys that have played, especially the the American guys that go to play winter ball in you know the Dominican or Puerto Rico or Venezuela there is a different vibe and it's just a little bit more accepting I think the real reason why let's call it the old school guys didn't do that is because the next guy got 95 in their ribs so you didn't want to be demonstrative because it would have been detrimental to the guy behind you or yourself when you came up now I also understand that personality is important in the game I think there I don't want everyone to be a robot I I, I like some guys that show emotion and, and you know they, they, they bring out the character of themselves on the field the hard thing is who draws the line of what's being demonstrative for your team and what's showing someone else up. I think that's the gray line that everyone it, it debates. Um, honestly, if guys want to do it, they hit a double and they want to do a dance on the base, as long as those exact guys are okay with a pitcher striking someone out and, and doing a little bit of a dance, then it's good for everyone. The problem is not everyone's the same. Some people are going to take exception to it. So it, I, I've loosened my stance a lot because I I thought at first it was more of a hey everyone look at me look what I'm doing and I don't I'm I've never been a big fan of that because if you want to do a look at me go play tennis and go play golf you know because it's a solo sport this is still a team sport so all the attention on hey hey look what I just did rubbed me the wrong way at the beginning but I think those you know, symbols, or you know, when you're coming back to your team, I actually think it's a team unifier sometimes too, and I I believe there's value in that. So I, I kind of understand both sides. It's just I don't want one guy to take exception and then someone gets hurt, or you know, potentially we start throwing balls. Now everyone throws a hundred. No one wants to get hit with that. I just don't want it to get to that point.
1: So you see it now, like watching these games, and obviously, sort of this, there's this narrative, which is players have to be show more of the personality bases his baseball and is in the fight for his life against these other sport whereas you know when you were playing there was still probably some like you just point out there's a fine line to it
2: watching it now does it feel different than when you were playing a little bit i mean I, run thing rob everyone throws a lot harder you know still towards the end of my career especially let's say in 07 When we're playing the Cleveland Indians in the ALCS, the goal was to, let's keep holding it down, let's get to their bullpen, because we found, we thought the Cleveland bullpen was a weakness compared to their starters. I don't think anyone's excited to get into anyone's bullpen nowadays, you know, it's a different arm that's throwing 100. So... You know, in a certain sense, that has changed the game as well, and I believe it's harder to hit. Guys throw a lot harder, so when you do succeed, there's a certain amount of joy that you can, that you should be able to have and enjoy, and and you know, show everyone how happy you are. Um, you know, but on on the flip side, there is um, I don't know a, a mentality of there was a little bit of that three outcome. Uh, result at the plate A walk, a strikeout, or a home run And I think that hurt the viewers So in order to you know Make the sport a little bit more entertaining If you add personality I do think that helps, and that's why I'm okay with that You know, I, I, I just You know, there are some guys that are Much more demonstrative than other guys And who's going to be the celebration police Out there, and be like, oh well that one was too much That one was okay, I don't think we can ever do that so. Well there's
1: fewer the celebration police That's my point, is it like because there's more guys celebrating. So if the celebration police says, hey, you know, that guy's celebrating, and then half the team on your own team is like, why do you plunk that guy? Because we're going to go celebrate too,
2: you know? Does that make any sense? It, it makes a ton yeah. of sense. And there, there's still some guys in the league that that take offense to, you know, you take the guy deep and he launches his bat in the air. I don't know. What's the answer to that? You know, fist pump them when you strike them out. You know, that—that's what I'm saying. That's—that's that's the gray area. That we—who knows how to react? That's the thing. We don't—we don't know how to react. The beauty of baseball is, I, I think, in the end, it kind of polices itself in a good way. And I don't think we—we we get too many of those incidents where someone feels like an opponent is crossing the line. So again, WBC versus regular
1: season. Yeah. We're going to see this. We're—we're—we're going to see this. With these teams, like Marcus just said, he's like I've I came into the Puerto Rican team, and he uh, he played for Team USA last. Year. I came in, and it was like everyone was showing the personality. It was like nothing that he had ever seen, and I think that that's across the board. And even Team USA, I think, showed more personality last year, right?
2: Well, I feel like Team USA felt like maybe they were falling short because the other teams were were showing so much personality. Honestly, Rob, it, it does come from. Um, and this is a major stereotype, but winter ball and the way a lot of the Latin countries played baseball was with a lot of people dancing on the dugouts and a lot of things. So it was more of let's try to make this a party atmosphere where in the States, unfortunately, we'll have three attorneys telling teams, you know, you're going to get sued if someone's on the dugout and they fall. I I don't think people don't like to have a good time. It was just there there's certain things that the risk might not be worth the reward but you go to the game and I, I look at the WBC as kind of like the Olympics there's a different energy and not just the Latin guys I think you talk to any of the guys the US players as well there's a different energy when you're playing for your country I feel like you really feel like you're playing for something bigger than yourself and when you come through, I, I think there's an extra feeling of satisfaction and joy that you're doing something not just for you because you accomplished it. You're very satisfied in what you were able to do. The team you're representing, now mind you, when I had a Red Sox uh, uniform, I know people that follow the Red Sox and were supporting the Red Sox were happy, but there's a lot of people that don't want the Red Sox to win, right? Here... You do something good with that USA on your chest oh. or Puerto Rico on your chest, you'll feel like everyone in the whole country is a lot of I had to buy you. a hat. I had to buy a hat and lids,
1: right? I liked all the WBC hats. Sorry, I had to pick USA because that's
2: where I live. I, but that's totally understandable. Yeah. Now... Don't you feel like there's a little bit extra oomph in the games when, you know, as a player, if I did something for my country, man, it feels like it just carries so much more weight oh, yeah. than if you do it for your local team. Unfortunately, all our teams, we're local right, to a certain degree. One might be a city, one might be a state, one might be a region. But, you know, USA is is, is pretty all-encompassing, I would say. Yeah, so
1: so let me ask you this. You have a son who plays baseball, yep. who falls baseball. Congratulations. I knew it was this high. Um, what does he look at? So this is another, this has been the week of this conference. I had, we had on Jazz Chisholm early in the week with Trevor Story talking about cleats and colors of cleats and everything else. I'm always interested to see, how old is he, 17? 18, 18. 18. Yeah, what's he look at? Like, what's, what's he what's he saying, like, hey, like, like, I like their cleats. I like their this. I like that. Because we can talk about rules and regulations and protections and the police and everything else. But for this 18-year-old, that's what we should be listening to,
2: too, right? 100%. They, he is of the generation that, even their video games, every time you get a hit, the person that does it is is, is demonstrating something, you know? So they know each player's celebration. As his dad and a coach, I say to him... Just be careful because there are baseball gods out there, and the rah rah guy sometimes you he's a pitcher. So I said, be careful that you're chirping the other team and this and that because when you come in to the pitch, there might be a couple bloops and a blast, and then you got to wear it when the other team does it. So, I, you know, I tend to be the guy. Don't don't bring so much attention to yourself until after you do the job. You know? What does he say that? He's like, Dad. Just... He gets part of it. You know, he gets part of it because you he's in high school which is a different you know there's a lot of talking and it's good it's good 18 you know well let's call it 15 to 18 year old way of cheering for your team it's a lot of at other guys not really for your guys yeah. that's part of what, what what they all do which is okay um I, there's always one guy on the other team that is louder than everyone else and is the head chirper when you look at it If there's 22 guys on the team, he's probably the 22nd guy that was picked for that team. I said, why does that guy always have to chirp the loudest? But you know what? He has the neon sleeve and he has like the... He's got the name on his uh, foot guard and he's got, you know, camo elbow guard. Hey, if that makes him happy, it makes him feel good, so be it. I just don't want it, especially at that level, to be like, what I tell my son, cheer like crazy for your team. I don't want you to cheer at the other guy. And not because I think it's you're going to say something disrespectful. I just believe the baseball gods are out there and they're going to monitor it. And if you're on the guy, on the guy, on the guy, something's going to happen to you. you, you don't, no one wants to wear it that way. So you got to, you got to be careful. is it dad. Come on. Come on, Dad. Nah, he gets it because when it's happened to other guys. Oh, really? Yeah, that's a long walk from the mound back there when the other teams chirp. They're like, how about chirping now, buddy? You know, you, know, you hear that and you got to you gotta put your head down and just, you know, walk to the dugout. All
1: right, here's the last thing. We ask everybody this. I expect a good answer because I've been bragging about you, like, all the live long days. And there's no one better. You ask a question, this guy's going to give you the answer you want. Oh, God. All right? Why isn't baseball boring? Why isn't baseball boring? Oh, no. So we're already up to a bad start. Yeah. Every
2: time they say isn't, so it's a... Uh... Baseball is not boring because when you have to hit a round ball with a round bat squarely and still make it out, there's nothing better than the adrenaline when you beat the guy on the mound to hit a rocket off him. That's what I like. Or like Pedroia would say, you hit oh, a laser a laser,
1: it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is it like the... The, the waiting, the waiting, the waiting, and then what, doing
2: exactly what you did, that moment, boom, yes. there it is. And I think it's because since you're expected to fail at least 70% of the time, you feel like you beat the odds. Yeah, all right. Well, That's why baseball isn't boring, Rob. Well, speaking of beating the odds, I can't believe
1: I did this interview with you, so thank you, Mike. All right, buddy.